sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Tuesday morning. A ton of playoff action to get to here live on this Tuesday on TMA. We will focus on the association first and foremost. Two game fours last night where the home team was favored to take a 3-1 series advantage. We'll recap what happened in the NBA postseason just last evening. Only one singular game in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but a change based on what we were expecting entering game number three in Edmonton. A ton to get to around Major League Baseball. Some updates from the college sports landscape as well. All of that and more over these next two hours live right here until 11 a.m. Eastern time all across the grid. So let's start in the association. Years from now, your kids or maybe your grandkids will ask you, Papa, where were you for the Lonnie Walker the fourth game during the 2023 NBA playoffs? And you will say hopefully you were either watching it or getting a full-blown recap on a Tuesday morning on the morning after. Because Lonnie Walker the fourth integral for Los Angeles last night as the Lakers take a 3-1 series advantage over the reigning NBA champion Golden State Warriors. The final at Crypto.com Arena last night, 104-101. LA wins and covers because the line worked against them all of Monday afternoon into the early evening hours. It was just a two and a half point spread as we got to tip. Lonnie Walker the fourth coming off the bench for Los Angeles. Not really a part of the Lakers postseason up until game number three three he had 12 points against Golden State he scores 15 all 15 of his points in the fourth and final quarter for LA a fourth and final quarter the Lakers entered trailing by seven points Lonnie Walker the fourth huge for the Lakers off the bench and it has been the story really for the Lake Show all playoffs long since the all-star break the depth they acquired at the deadline to fill out the roster alongside the guys you see on your screen LeBron James and on the other side Stephen Curry for Golden State who had a 31 point 10 rebound, 14 assist, triple-double last night. The first time Steph had scored above 27 points so far in this second-round semifinal series against the Los Angeles Lakers after he averaged nearly 34 points per game in the seven-game set against Sacramento. LeBron over his points prop of 25.5, finishing with 27 just the second time this postseason. LeBron has gone over a points prop of 25.5. Not wildly efficient, 10 of 25 from the field, two of nine from three. LeBron shooting just 23% from deep 
throughout these playoffs. Anthony Davis was sensational in the opening half for LA. 19 points, only scored four points in the second, but did finish with 23 points and 15 rebounds. We expected a drastic move in the odds, depending on what the result was last night between the Lakers and Golden State. Before we went back to San Francisco for game number five, if the Lakers took this commanding 3-1 series lead, we thought we were going to see the odds shift drastically in their favor. They entered last night a minus 198 series favorite now that price is five dollars minus 500 for la to win this series in advance to the western conference finals a welcome to our sports grid radio audience here our number one of a tuesday morning on the morning after on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well i am ben stevens so lebron james in a playoff series against steph curry now has a 3-1 series lead golden state still booked as a six and a half point favorite for game number five but the lakers not only become a five dollar series series favorite at minus 500 also the favorites to win the western conference at plus 150 the heat at home last night against the new york knicks continue to win basketball games this postseason miami has figured out something they are eight and two straight up they are nine and one against the spread after a victory last night at home in south beach 109 101 miami covering as a four point favorite they have been great against the number and they have been great outright you'll see on the box score there when you look at new york julius randall last night 20 points wasn't terrible offensively but effort and defense is where the knicks have been getting outworked by miami that's the calling card for the knickerbockers and tom thibodeau it's just miami's doing a better job why julius randall offered up some sort of answer after game number four Julius, you haven't been. You guys haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds and loose balls that you were in the in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done, uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own at your own game almost? Uh, just uh, maybe they wanted more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to you know step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. 20 points and nine boards for Randall, 32 points for Jalen Brunson. He led all scores. Jimmy Butler on the other side, of course, 27 points. And Bam Adebayo, 23 and 13. Miami now a minus 900. Yes, minus 900. Series favorite to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the third time in the past four years. Plenty more reaction up next here on the morning after as Brian Fonseca joins the show here on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Around the association, we dive through the playoffs in two game number fours last night where the home team, booked as a slight favorite, takes a 3-1 series lead. Not one, but two consecutive segments with Brian Fonseca here on this Tuesday, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Fonseca will join us to recap last night and also set the stage for another doubleheader around the association. Two 
game fives in a series in the Eastern Conference between the Sixers and the Celtics and in the Mile High City between the Nuggets and the Suns. Fonseca first, we recap last night, but before all of that, we say thank you for joining us here for two straight segments. The job comes first, as I was telling you. So regardless of the result, I would have been here for you, Ben. <laughs> I mean, even after a late night in Los Angeles that ended around 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 12.40 a.m. Eastern time, Fonseca is still here. But we start with the first game of the doubleheader last night in South Beach. Miami now owns a 3-1 series lead over New York. The Heat knocking off the Knicks 109-101, covering as a 4 point home favorite throughout these playoffs now Fonseca the eight seed in the Eastern Conference the Miami Heat are eight and two straight up in nine and one against the number what has Miami figured out now that it is postseason time for the Heat <sighs> they figured out a lot they figured out how to shoot they figured out how to rotate effectively on defense they figured out how to how to get stops when they need them how to hit shots when they need them, how to move the ball very effectively and efficiently. They figured out uh, how to play together. That's something that they struggle with throughout the course of the season at times. They, f they figured out like the focus level it takes this time of the year. And, you know, some people knock them for being the one seed last year, being like, hey, was that, were they a true one seed or whatever the case may be? And I think we would all agree this is not really your typical eight seed either. In fact, if not for the play and they beat the seven seed, and we don't know what discussion we'd be having right now because they would have played the Celtics in round one, which is not something that I don't think either fan base would want, <laughs> which we may get in the Easter Conference Finals. Um, look, this team is a different team than we saw in the regular season. That's just a fact. And numbers back that up. Jimmy Butler backs that up. And Jimmy Butler hasn't had, like, the nuclear series that I think people may have expected, but he's still been very good. He, he What did he have, 27, 10, and 6 last night in a game that didn't yeah. felt like feel like one of his best, but that's where the standard is for, quote-unquote, playoff Jimmy at this point. Bam Adebayo has had a good series in totality. He had one, you know, meh game in game two. But for the most part, he's been very effective, and these last two games have been his best in terms of putting four quarters together instead of just emerging in the second half, which he's done throughout the playoffs. So ultimately, you could argue this has been his best playoff series since the 2020 Easter Conference Finals. And Miami's figured a lot of things out. They figured the Knicks out, and I just didn't think that after beating Milwaukee, Milwaukee in five, that they were going to struggle to put the Knicks away necessarily. I picked Heat in six. And so far, I've been right about how this would come together in terms of the Heat winning mm. the first game at the Garden, the Knicks tying it up, then the Heat protecting home court. Uh, maybe the Knicks win game five, but at, after watching these last couple games, the Knicks are running out of answers, and that's the thing that's pretty scary for them. The Knicks a three-and-a-half-point favorite back inside the Garden for game number five, but Miami looks like the far better side. We heard it from Julius Randle, the Heat beating the Knicks at what the Knicks do best. Fonseca, minus 900. That series outright price right now for Miami to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. They are one game away for doing so. For the third time in the last four NBA seasons. How does this happen every year for Miami? I mean, it, it could be any number of things, right? Like they, they have currently, and Boston could tie this tonight, 
they have currently the most NBA playoff wins since signing Jimmy Butler in that 2019 summer. They have the most wins in the playoffs with 32. Um, that's the most in the East. That's the most in the NBA. The Celtics have 31. The Celtics may tie them, but in all likelihood will tie them tonight. Uh, and if they play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals, both organizations are going to be at 33 each. Uh, which is going to be fascinating because that's become a little mm. bit more of a rivalry since Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have emerged, since Jimmy Butler has gotten to Miami, since Bam Adebayo has emerged. That's sort of been a rivalry uh, and a very fun one that's made for two very entertaining playoff series so far. Um, the organization is just top to bottom, really solid. This is why I respect them a ton. And then on top of that, you have, you know, Jimmy Butler not just going there, but Bam Adebayo emerging like, this is the only player in the NBA who's been top five in defensive player of the year voting each of the last four seasons. The only one. And he's only been a starter in the NBA for four seasons because people forget his mm -hmm. first two years he was coming off the bench for Hassan Whiteside. Uh, well, really, one and maybe two-thirds of a season because toward the end of his second year, he started, you know, starting some games and you saw some tools. And for people like me, you had a success in your fantasy basketball lineups because you knew that he was good before that. And on top of that, you also have, uh, you know, just good role players, good depth or, you know, some people may disagree, but role players who play above their heads. And to top it all off, in my opinion, the best coach in the NBA, Eric Spolster, who's had a masterful series. And I, I really respect and like Tom Thibodeau, but... Eric Spolster is just on another level, and he's about to beat him in their third playoff matchup uh, for a reason. And part of that is just he's just so great at getting the most out of guys, especially undrafted players, and really honing in on what they do well and how they could help a team. Kayla Martin has been incredible this series, filling in for an injured Tyler Hero. Gabe Vincent has been great as well, and Max Screw 16 points last night for Miami. You still see it there, though. The Heat, the third-best price to win the Eastern Conference despite a 3-1 series lead and despite the fact they trail two teams that will eliminate one another in the Eastern Conference series between Boston and Philadelphia. Now to Los Angeles last night, Fonseca. The Lakers also a 3-1 series advantage 104-101 the Lakers covering as a two and a half point home favorite the key was the fourth quarter down by seven entering that final frame the Lakers storm all the way back but it really wasn't LeBron it certainly wasn't AD in that second half it was Lonnie Walker the fourth 15 points all 15 coming in that fourth and final quarter Fonseca how will you describe what you saw out of the Lakers and Lonnie Walker the fourth in the fourth quarter last night I love great playoff road play uh, uh role, role player performances excuse me and Lonnie Walker sensational last night um, putting together a pretty good series these last few games after not playing uh, initially, right, in game one. Mm -hmm. And a free agent to be, so perhaps making himself some money. Uh, he's somebody who just stepped up. Like, the Lakers needed shot creation really, really to close out that game last night. Lonnie Walker is somebody who steps up. And you see LeBron James and Anthony Davis embracing him after the game, long embrace after the game and telling him who knows what but i'm sure some variation of you know this is why we told you that you know you you got to stay ready and those kind of things and all the cliches and yeah. stuff but it's real like role players have to stay ready because role players are often the guys 
who will win you a playoff game, a series, a title, because you need depth to win championships. You do. Like, we look at every single NBA champion, and there are going to be some role players that stand out to you. The Spurs had guys like Boris Diaw and a very young Kawhi Leonard before he became the Kawhi Leonard we know now, right? Um, the Milwaukee Bucks a couple years ago had Bobby Portis on offense and Brooke Lopez on defense. Last year with the Golden State Warriors, we saw Kevon Looney have some big games. And Draymond Green a long time ago, before he became the Draymond Green we know, was a high-end role player 2014-15. Some would argue that he's still that. Um, you know, like things like that. And and throughout the course of history, Robert Ory, Derek Fisher, etc. Like these are the guys that help you win. Vlani Walker is going to do that consistently. The Lakers are going to be tough to beat. And also, the Lakers overcame with a 2-1 lead, Scott Foster. They might be the Western Conference's team of destiny, Ben. That is major. Maybe so. Maybe so, Fonseca. You'll be here for a second straight segment next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after, live right here on this Tuesday on Sports Grid and Series XM Channel 159. So a doubleheader of game number fours last night that we have fully recapped for you. Now we preview a doubleheader of game number fives tonight in the NBA playoffs as well. Brian Fonseca here for a second consecutive segment. Fonseca, two series tonight, even up at two games apiece. We focus first on game number five in Boston between the Celtics and the 76ers. As we look at the spread for this fifth game of the Eastern Conference semifinals tonight, the C's are favored by seven and a half points. Fonseca, what does that spread signify to you about what we can expect for game five this evening inside TD Garden? Yeah, I think everyone knows that the Celtics are favorites to win this series. And I think what the books are telling you is a they're expecting a big response at home on their home floor uh, after really squandering an opportunity to steal game four. Like, I thought they had uh, not a great performance at all until the end. And you kind of felt it turning early in the third quarter. Um, I felt like, oh, man, Boston's, Boston's about to take this one. And then, you know, just a couple of errors down the stretch. I think Celtics fans will tell you that Joe Mazzulla could be the one to blame, and I'm not sure how much I would disagree with that. But anyway, I think that the Celtics will protect their home floor. I'm not sure about minus 7.5. I feel like Philly could put up more of a fight, but I think what the books are also telling you is that, hey, you got the James Harden game a second time. You're probably not going to get it back-to-back. You haven't gotten it back-to-back, and that's something that I noted last time we talked about this, Ben, is that, if you look statistically, he just he doesn't go off back-to-back games. He hasn't done it more than a few times this season. He's not somebody yeah. who's expected to do that. And I think without that element, then, you know, Philly's probably going to be lost here because think about it. Like, they won game one. James Harden went off, and that was without Joel Embiid. And then game four, James Harden saves Joel Embiid from from the first take narrative <laughs> because they were going to talk about that on Monday morning a lot and how he just got blocked by Al Horford multiple times. I think James Harden saved them there. So, yeah, ultimately, I think Boston's going to win. I'm not sure about covering, but, you know, if they're, if Philly's not going to get the James Harden game again, then Tobias Harris or, uh, you know, Tyrese Maxey is, is going to step up big, is going to need to step up big, and I'm not sure that that's going to happen. 
The odds expecting a bounce back for Boston, being booked as a favorite or where the Celtics are incredibly familiar, a favorite in all but 10 of their games this season. So you mentioned James Harden and the bounce back he had in game number four, a combined five of 28 from the four in games two and three, a 42 point performance featuring the game tying basket in regulation in the game winning corner three in overtime. Jason Tatum also showing some resolve in the second half because Fonseca in game number four on Sunday in Philly, he only had two points in that first half. So which version of Jason and James will we see tonight? I think Harden, uh, I, I'd i be surprised if, again, he has it going for two straight games, right? Like, I, I think you're probably looking at a, a, a poor shooting performance or, a, or just an inefficient one, maybe not a totally poor one. Uh, but maybe he steps up as a playmaker. Like, maybe, maybe this is a Tobias Harris game where, you know, he's catching and shooting off the wing and actually hitting some jumpers and taking advantage of some mismatches and getting some good looks in the post and in that mid-range area. Maybe it's a Tyrese Maxey game. He's shown the capability of doing this in the playoffs uh, a time or two. And uh, he's fearless. You know what I mean? And you need that on the road to have big playoff games. If this is a big Tyrese Maxey game, that's going to be huge for them because I do think that Jason Tatum is going to have more of a consistent performance. Uh, Jalen Brown needs to also not sort of fade away late in the game. Feel like he got off to a really strong start last time, and then you were kind of looking for him in the fourth quarter. Like, where is he? Especially in those crunch time plays, didn't look like he was really involved at all. Not sure who's to blame there. He said that he could have asked for the ball, I believe, um, or demand the ball more, whatever the case may be. And Al Horford has also been really strong uh, these in the last couple games in Philly. Yeah. Uh, I, be, I guess former uh, hometown, if we want to call it that, because he's played with the Sixers <laughs> at one point. Um, but. Look, I think uh, this is going to be a big role-player game for both sides, right? Like, can Philly get enough from Tyrese Maxey? Tobias Harris, can he actually make himself assertive assertive and active early? Um, Is Paul Reed going to provide some good minutes off the bench? And then for the Celtics, like, is Derek White going to be on? Is Marcus Smart going to be responsible, Um, who had some big moments last game, right? And I think it's going to really stem from there. But I do think Tatum is going to set the tone here with a strong performance. You saw the 34-point, 13-rebound performance for the NBA MVP, Joel Embiid, in game number four. But down the home stretch in regulation, as Boston clawed all the way back from down as many as 16 points in the third quarter, JoJo was confused, frustrated at the very least by what Al Horford was doing defensively. He made some adjustments. Now it's time for Embiid to respond in game number five tonight. Still a lofty points prop for JoJo, 29 and a half. So Fonseca, here we are evened up at two games apiece. At most, we will see three more games in this series. Boston is a minus 310 series outright favorite. The same exact number the last time we were evened up at zero to zero before this series got underway we were also even at one game all so Fonseca where it stands right now is this going to be as easy as the odds indicate it will be for the Celtics to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals no I don't think so I think Philly's gonna put up a fight I do think that this could very well end in six though uh because Boston I mean Boston didn't play poorly on the road necessarily they just 
you know they, they had their opportunity to steal game four game three felt like they could have been in that but you, you didn't think that they were going to go up three nothing right um i ultimately think that boston's going to win tonight game six i'm not so sure i probably want to see how tonight actually goes and ultimately i think that in game six uh because we are definitely getting that philly is going to really need to be assertive early kind of similar to how they were in game four right they got off to that strong start but at the same time you can't let it you can't let up in the second half and Joel Embiid needs to needs to be more of a force in that second half because Al Horford felt very comfortable being in front of him and it's weird because Joel Embiid has these moments where in the playoffs and he still has some playoff allegations that he really needs to overcome but he still has these moments in the playoffs where you can throw smaller centers on him Al Horford Bam at a bio, and then he'll have some trouble with them, right? That's something that he's going to need to overcome if the if the Sixers are going to one extend this to seven and two, actually win the series potentially. So Boston and Philadelphia tied at two games apiece, entering game number five tonight. Game number five as well in Denver between the Nuggets and the Suns. And Fonseca in game number four when Phoenix evened the series. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker combined for 72 points. Nikola Jokic puts up 53 points and 11 assists. But the story was Jokic earning that technical foul late in the opening half for a physical interaction, per se, with new Suns owner Matt Ishbia. We do have the report now, and the news that Nikola Jokic will not be suspended for this fifth game tonight, but he was fined $25,000. You saw the odds right there, Fonseca. Now that basketball is front and center once again, the Nuggets a five-and-a-half-point home favorite how do you break down tonight's game five matchup between phoenix and denver i'd be surprised if denver doesn't protect their home court tonight uh, i also think we, we've talked a lot about role players catavius caldwell pope is one guy that i'm looking for did not hit a single three in either game in phoenix it was 0 for 4 despite playing 68 minutes uh 4 for 14 from three on the road in the postseason however 11 of 24 at home in the postseason from three is Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's sort of one of the swing pieces for me in terms of can you get him going from three. One game, he was four for four from three. In the other, he was either three of six or three of eight, I forget. But regardless, he's been very good for the Denver Nuggets uh, went on their home floor and reliable there. And you know Nikola Jokic is going to find, we'll call it the pressure points of the defense and being able to play make uh, better than really anybody on the floor in this series and potentially left in the playoffs. He's been sensational. Uh, Jamal Murray has been better at home, uh, and he was very good uh, early on in the series. I don't think it's going to be uh, sort of in the mud like game two. I think this will be more of a high-scoring game. I think Denver's offense found some things on the road that could definitely translate at home. And I think if it's beyond Nikola Jokic, if Aaron Gordon could have another big game, if Jamal Murray yeah. could have another big game, if Contavious Caldwell-Pope could make some shots, if Bruce Brown can make some plays, and then you could get other guys involved, like the Christian uh, Christian Browns of the world and things of that nature. Like I, I really believe that Denver uh, could have a strong outing here and really use home court to their advantage because Phoenix's depth has been spotty this series. And if you could limit it from being just the, the Kevin Durant, Devin Booker show, then you should be able to take this 3-2 going back to Phoenix. 
Landry Schmidt did have 19 points in game number four, but Fonseca, the focus for Phoenix has been Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. They combined for 72 points in game number four. Are they enough, Fonseca, KD and D-Book in the final minute of this segment for Phoenix to possibly win tonight or at least contend for this series? So really the question is, do Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have two more games in them where they can carry this team of the next three. I would say yes. I would say I don't think they will, but I do think that we see it uh, mainly in game six because I think this is a series that now feels like it can very much go seven. Um, I just think yeah. Denver, though, has too many answers on their home court on offense if they can get guys to hit shots, right? Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, as I mentioned, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, etc. Aaron Gordon is going to be a big part of this. And obviously, it all starts with Nikola Jokic before you even get to the Jamal Murray's of the world. So I think it goes seven, and I think Denver wins the series, and we're going to have a fun Western Conference Finals after that. A twofer for Brian Fonseca. That's how you get it done. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back live right here on a Tuesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here. Now time to turn our attention from the playoffs in the NBA to the regular season action in Major League Baseball. Just over a month of regular season games. Now underway and in the book so helping us break it all down live on this tuesday it is jack mcmullen our good friend from just baseball media joining us here on tma also the play-by-play announcer for the indianapolis indians jack thank you so much for being here on this tuesday joining us here on the morning after yeah of course thanks for having me man i'm ready to talk uh, what al west is on the agenda today we got otani and framber valdez tonight that's exciting and we had Otani at the dish last night as well. Two doubles, two ribbies for the Angels as they take the game against Houston at home by a final score of 6-4, to four, despite being booked as a home underdog in Anaheim last night, Jack. So as you look at these two teams, the Strohs and the Halos, of course, we know Houston has that postseason pedigree. L.A. trying to get back to the playoffs for the first time in nearly a decade. Can both of these teams, Jack McCormick, Mullen contend for the top spot in the AL West short answer is yes longer answer is I think Houston is still the favorite in the AL West even though they sit below 500 right now but the Angels are no slouch and this is the best thing that they can do to keep their name in the Shohei Otani sweepstakes uh, I think that they need to prove that they can win with him there they're pushing all the right buttons, man. They call up Zach Neto, who was their first-round pick last year. Unprecedented. I think he played 44 games in the minor leagues. You don't do that to a shortstop that's going to play every day unless you are at your last opportunity to make a pitch to arguably the most talented player to ever step foot on a baseball field. That's what they're doing right now. Trout looks good. Otani looks great. And then the complimentary guys, man. Hunter Renfro just took Hunter Brown deep yesterday. 
first homer that Astros right-hander Hunter Brown allowed in his career. Took over 50 innings for somebody to hit a homer against him. And it was Renfro. Taylor Ward was awesome as well yesterday. If those guys can continue to step up and you got a Gio Urshela hitting 300, this team is good enough to be a postseason team, which is a really weird thing to say, considering they have not gotten over that hump with Trout and Otani. No, they have not. They have not reached the postseason in Major League Baseball since 2015. But right now, a good start to 2023. Four games above 500, 20 and 16 overall. So we mentioned it. Otani at the dish yesterday. Two doubles, two ribbies. This year, he is batting 301. He has 22 RBIs and already seven home runs. And oh, yeah, on the bump where he will be today against Houston, he is a perfect 4 0. He has given up nine earned over his last two starts, but still a 254 ERA and already has 59 strikeouts. Jack, you see the odds to win both the American League Cy Young and the most valuable player in that league. That number for AL MVP nearing minus money. Jack, what has to happen for Shohei Otani not to win the AL MVP? I guess get hurt or have somebody else pump out a record-breaking performance. Like, you asked me this last year when it came to Judge. What does Aaron Judge need to do to win the MVP, to take it from Shohei Otani? And I said, he needs to be a record-breaker and the Yankees need to be a postseason team. Guess what happened? The Yankees were a postseason team and he broke Roger Maris's single season home run record in the American League. So I do think that you need a record breaking type performance for Otani not to win the MVP. But with the way that he's pitching, he could OPS 700. He could be a slightly below average hitter and he's still the MVP because he is a league average hitter and a Cy Young candidate. Um, I, I think if. You know, you were to look at one of those and say, hey, I would like to play one of those. It would probably be the Cy Young because the MVP, it, it may not be worth the value there. Um, but the MVP feels more likely than the Cy Young, and the odds reflect that. I think this guy's ability to do both, which has never been matched before, he's hitting over 300, man. He's somehow leveling up as a hitter, and this is far and away the best version of Shohei Otani, the pitcher that we've seen. Jack, it's Tuesday, May 9th, although it is down to just plus 105. Prior to the year getting underway, it was around a plus 280 number. It's going to be minus money pretty soon for Shohei Otani to win that American League MVP. One thing that might keep him from winning that, if he's traded ahead of the trade deadline in July to a team in the National League, that's why we follow the Shohei Otani sweepstakes as Jack laid out. So Houston is slightly below 500. There's been some ebbs in the flows for the reigning World Series champs this year, but still booked as a minus money, minus 145, odds on favorite to win the American League West. But the Rangers, Jack, eight games above 500 on a three-game win streak. They have the best record in the standings component in the American League West. So right here, right now, who is the best team in your mind in the AL West? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. I didn't expect that on a, on a show this morning. But, um, no, man, I think Houston is the best team in the AL West. I think that, you know, they are not at full health in the lineup when Altuve comes back. And apparently Altuve is progressing very nicely. Uh, looks like he may return to the fold at the end of this month, at the end of May, when we were expecting a mid to late June arrival, which would be crazy. I think Jose Abreu steps up as well. But, I mean, this pitching staff, man, and then you've got Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bregman and, hey, Mauricio Dubon is hitting the crap out of the ball right now. I, I think it's really 
hard to not say the Houston Astros, but I gotta give credit to the Texas Rangers, man. I mean, Jonah Himes hitting 310. Adolis Garcia was among the league leaders in runs driven in. They have so many guys that are stepping up. And they did do good things to the rotation. Obviously, all the headlines are on DeGrom and wrist soreness and elbow inflammation. It's so finicky with that guy. But Heaney gets the ball tonight, man. And Evaldi's been good. And John Gray has been all right. Like, I don't know. I think Texas is doing a lot of really good things. I don't think it's as sustainable as Houston. I think that L.A. has been doing good things. I don't think it's as sustainable as Houston. Yeah, it's all about position, right, Jack? Here we are, still just over a month into this Major League Baseball season. A lot of baseball left to play. But Texas, a victory on the road in Seattle last night. 2-1 to one in favor of the Rangers. Entering yesterday, though, Jack, the M's a postseason team. Last year, for the first time in more than a decade, a team. This year, a lot of people thought would be back in that spot did enter on a win streak or they had won six of their last seven games. Yes, they are a game below 500 right now at 17 and 18. But Jack, what is your evaluation overall of both the Rangers and the Mariners at this point of the year? I'll start with the Rangers. They are performing better offensively than I was expecting them to. And this is without Corey Seager. I was thinking without Seager, they may struggle a little bit. I don't know how much of a load Marcus Semien can take on. We saw him start really slowly last year. Semien looks great. And then they've had guys step up. Again, Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim. Those guys look freaking awesome right now, which is crazy. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting Heim to be a good defensive catcher that was a liability at the plate, right? A 220 hitter. He's hitting almost 100 points better than we initially anticipated. Mm. So I think that Texas is running into like a best-case scenario a la the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I think Seattle is running into a worst-case scenario. And a game like last night I think is perfectly indicative of what has gone wrong in the Seattle Mariners season. Logan Gilbert looked awesome. 10 Ks, one walk. They lose 2-1. to one. The only extra base hit was a solo homer from Ty France. They're getting yeah. zero production from the bottom five in that lineup right now. I mean, Jared Kelnick has been great. Julio's been fine. Ty France has been fine. But so many other guys, man, we're waiting for them to put it together at the plate. They're getting great starting pitching. Kirby's looked good. Castillo's looked great. Gilbert's looked great. The bats need to complement. Jack, it might be interesting to say at this point of the year, but the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles were the two best teams in the American League. Yesterday, they faced off inside Camden Yards, and Shane McClanahan, who got the start for the Rays, was sensational. Shut out work yesterday as the O's are blanked at home, and Tampa wins its 29th baseball game of the year already, 3 zip but jack as we look at both of these teams tampa bay and baltimore do you expect both to be in the conversation all major league baseball season long i do i expect it more from tampa i don't think tampa ever leaves the top spot and i think last night's game was a perfect example of that a rosa reina is is a terrifying figure at the plate right now wander franco is a terrifying figure Brandon Lau doing everything right, and Yandy Diaz is playing out of his mind right now. But the reason I say that after last night is because Shane McClanahan, yes, he got through six shutout innings. He did not look like the best version of Shane McClanahan, man. I mean, he walked four. Like, there were stretches in the second and third inning where he was missing low every single time. He did not have his A stuff, and they still come away with a shutout win. 
if Shane can do that, where he can have his B minus, his C plus game, and they still win three nothing, I feel yeah. so good about this team, man. Timely hitting is going to be huge. Josh Lowe had a massive home run early in the game, and that was all they really needed. They got some insurance late. Uh, I, I think this team is near flawless. It's interesting when you look at Tampa, a team that was the number one overall seed in the American League in both 2020 and 2021. Last year, a playoff team still in the AL. And when you look at the O's as well, a team, Jack, that gave us a thrill last summer. Could they be an American League wildcard team? Baltimore ended up coming just a tad bit short. But, Jack, when you look at the overall year for both of these teams, the Rays now the second-best price to win the American League. There were pretty heavy odds on favorite to win the American League East, a division, of course, that features Baltimore as well. Given the context of it all, Jack McMullen, whose start to this season is more impressive in your eyes? I think Baltimore's is because there was a glaring deficiency with Baltimore, and that was starting pitching. I, I was thinking, okay, like, the bats are exciting, but are they going to pitch enough to win ball games? And the answer so far has been yes. And you got to credit guys like Tyler Wells and Kyle Gibson hasn't been as quote unquote bad as I think some people were expecting. Grayson Rodriguez has come up, done a nice job. I think that this Baltimore lineup was fun. It was like when the Knicks yeah. were running out, Jeremy Lin, Amari, Mello, Steve Novak, right? That, that team was fun. It was a 2K yeah. team. But they weren't necessarily the best team. I was thinking that Baltimore and Arizona this year were going to be 2K teams. They were going to be teams that are fun to play with on a video game. They're going to be fun to watch on a nightly basis, and the highlights are going to be good. But how is it going to look as a cohesive unit? Gunnar Henderson has had a really rough start to his full his first full season, and it hasn't mattered. There's still 10 games over 500. I credit the pitching staff, and I credit the cohesion of that lineup. I think this team is firing on all cylinders, and they are far surpassing my expectations. With Tampa, I, I think you could just expect that they were going to do their normal Rays magical thing. Nobody was yeah. expecting this. Come on. I mean, you can't expect history for Tampa Bay, but as an organization, I think it would be very nearsighted in the past few years to overlook what Tampa Bay brings each and every year in Major League Baseball. Now 7-1, to one, tied for the third best price alongside the L.A. Dodgers to win a World Series. Jack, yesterday, Milwaukee getting the better of the Dodgers in Milwaukee, 9-3. to three. Big for the Brewers, who had lost six of their last seven entering. The Dodgers had won 11 of their last 14, but both teams on a trajectory maybe more like we expected this season. The hardest working man in baseball, there he is, Jack McMullen. Thank you for a sensational breakdown on this Tuesday morning. We appreciate your time, Jack. Got you, man. Anytime. You're the best. The best in the biz. We round out hour one of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We round out this opening hour of the morning after live on this Tuesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens in the Sirius Grid Network that is Sports Grid now includes the new Sports Grid 
app. The ultimate sports betting companion app is now available for download at the Apple App Store. Everything you need in the palm of your hand. You can scan the QR code on your screen this moment and in a few moments. The Sports Grid app will be on your phone. Our data sets are information to make you a better sports better at the touch of your fingertips. Everything all in one place. Your favorite content all across the grid on the new Sports Grid app. We love hearing from you to end out our opening hour to get your assessment on what you have seen in the sports world. After the Lakers take a 3-1 series lead over the Warriors, can the Lakers not only get past Golden State, but maybe get all the way to an NBA championship series? That was the question in Fade the Public. So as things currently stand in the Western Conference semis, the Lakers right now are a holding a 3-1 series lead. L.A. in prime position, just one win away from reaching the Western Conference Finals. And if they were able to get there, maybe one more step in the journey to the NBA championship. So will the Lakers reach the NBA Finals? Most of you in our Fade the Public poll at SportsGrid TV on Twitter saying, no, I don't care the Lakers have a 3-1 series lead. I don't care the Lakers are now booked as the favorites to win the Western Conference. No, 57.4% of the public as I see it saying the Lakers will still come up short of reaching an NBA championship series. But again, the Lakers a minus 500 favorite to knock off Golden State. Advance to the Western Conference Finals in LA now, the favorites to win the West. That does it for hour number one of the morning after. Hour number two, live right here on Sports Grid, is up next.